What's up, guys? Welcome to another edition of Taco Tuesday. Let's talk about insurance. We got a doozy of an episode here for, for you guys today. A doozy. If you're in the car listening to this, please double check that the seatbelt is buckled. The last thing I would want is for this to create a car accident because it is such a doozy. Um, I think the best analogy for today's episode, you guys, Taco Tuesday, let's talk about insurance. Glenn Shelton, co-host Christian Brindle. Mm -hmm. The best analogy for today's topic, if you've ever been sitting on your sofa and you kind of feel something, you're like, whoa, what the hell is this? Like you feel something, maybe it's like rubbing against you, like what the hell? You pull it out. It's a $20 crisp $20 bill that was in your sofa cushion and you didn't even know it existed. It was right there. You didn't have to even do anything. You didn't have to get off the sofa. And that $20 bill was was right there. Mm -hmm. So that's the hint. Now, if you're watching this, there's kind of a bigger visual hint behind me here in the video. But but Christian, what explain that? What what did I just say? What's going on today? What is this topic? What's what, this what, mystery what, topic? What, what is this? What is are we giving um, out $20 bills? Is that what this is? Um, I'm surprised they don't have a coin for that at this point, but um, <laughs> um <laughs> Um, guys, we're talking about selling ancillary products today. We're talking about how to cover your clients better in a litany of different kind of ways. That is our twenty dollars. Um, a dollar, but same uh, idea. Is that same thing? A dollar, twenty dollars. Um, yeah, same thing. <laughs> um, but guys, we're we're talking about how to cover your clients better. And in a multitude of different situations. And by doing so, you're not only protecting them better, which makes you a better agent. You are not only increasing your retention, which obviously, right? You want to increase your retention. You don't want to revolve into our business. But you're also making more money as a result. You're everybody wins. Yeah, it's it's a big deal, you guys. It's a really big deal. Now, I do feel like I have to address something because I re I recently got on Instagram and there was a video that you took of me that hit me in the face. And I feel like <laughs> if I, a video from one of our previous interviews that we did, um, I don't know if it was a taco too. I, I honestly am not exactly sure what where that that video came from, but you had a clip. It was a reel. It was on Instagram. And I was specifically saying that the best and biggest producers typically only sell one line of insurance. Mm -hmm. And yes, I still stand by that statement, even though today's topic is essentially the antithesis of that, because you're looking at selling ancillary products, different lines of insurance. You can have a setup in place, especially as an agency owner, you could be the Medicare specialist and you could have someone else in your office that's the final expense specialist. Just mm -hmm. as one example of an ancillary sale, it's still your book of business, it's still your client, but now you have multiple policies on that client, increases your overall revenue, increases your overall retention, so I'm not saying that you should or shouldn't sell ancillary products. 
that's up to you to decide how you want to do this. What I am telling you is that statistically, if you can figure out a way to incorporate ancillary products into your sales, it's going to be beneficial for your bottom line, mm -hmm. for your client's retention. And like Christian said, you're, you're giving them products or services that they need or they're, or they're going to go buy elsewhere anyways, right? Yeah. If, if yep. you don't sell it to them. So I'm sure there's probably going to, maybe that, maybe I just sound like even more of a hypocrite after that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we'll find out. Um, I have a story to kind of um, de deflect some of the- Please do. Say some, anything. Some of, some of the concerns Say, of the hypocrisy. Say right? anything. Thank um, you. Go. <laughs> so guys, when I first came into the business, many of you know, I'm second generation. I started working with my dad's agency as a downline of his. And one thing he taught me early on was nobody buys dental insurance. Dental insurance, there's no good dental plans. And 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 I noticed at, after a little while, I started to catch on. My dad would talk to clients on the phone that would call in looking to buy dental insurance. And I'd hear him on the phone in the other room. And this is verbatim what he would say. He would say, there are no good dental plans. They all kind of suck. And click. <laughs> so, so like he's just, he's, almost, he's trying to talk them out of buying the plan. They want it. They're calling because they want it. And I took that same approach for the first couple of years. And in my third year, I finally figured it out. I figured out the value of dental sales. I sat on a carrier's webinar that did a really good job presenting. I think it was Medico. Shout out to Medico. Even though you denied a bunch of claims for me and my clients. Um, they're, also, they're also no longer going to be called Medico. Did you see that? I, I I did. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the biggest eye roll I've ever seen on a human being. That that needs its own meme right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, like, but shout out to them. One thing they did do right is they helped me understand the value prop, and yes. they helped me understand that it's needed, right? It's needed. It's valuable, and. I left a lot of money on the table early on by not selling dental plans. One thing I learned, and you guys will learn this one way or the other in your business, unless you're like my father who didn't learn it ever. Um, even when I was like winning contests, starting selling dental plans, I won a contest with our FMO and won a, you know, I was, I was number one for the FMO in this contest. My dad still kind of held to his guns, you know, dental plans suck. And so anyway... My, I say that to say, guys, one thing I learned, and you will learn eventually, I will, I would say, is even if you don't like dental plans, even if you feel like they're not all that valuable, and you could say this about any type of plan that's on on that side of on behind Glenn right now. Your if your clients want it and you won't buy it from them, someone else will sell it to them. And they will use that as a doorway to take your primary business. Correct. Um, you would once I did start selling dental, you wouldn't believe how many of my clients had already gone up on their own and had bought their own. Right. Positions Mutual as a captive organization back then. Um, MetLife, Delta Dental, right? These are the plans I continuously saw. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm like, you just went and bought that. I told you it was, I told you there wasn't any good dental plans. They're like, yeah. And then we went and we're, they're like, they're like, we took that as maybe you just didn't want to do it. Huh? And, 
and and it's just it's just not a smart way to build your business, right? Like, um, so don't let your prejudices against certain products prevent you from thriving and also servicing your clients because they want the coverage. We'll give it to them. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And it doesn't have to be an overemphasis, right? Like you don't have to completely change your sales process to, to utilize this. I like the idea of drip marketing ancillary products throughout the year to your book, right? Yeah. So it, it, in that scenario, you're not even incorporating it into your sales process. It's more of like a reminder after the fact. Yes. You already sold them your Medicare policy. They're on your books as your Medicare client. Now you're they're getting drip marketed all these different ancillary products. Oh, you know, I, I'm like I can't handle like the mirror. <laughs> I don't know where I'm pointing you guys, but you now it's like, oh, did you get long term? I still can't do it. Short term care, life insurance, dental insurance, vision insurance, which you know, dental vision hearing obviously could be one. Um, the one that's come up recently with some of the clients at lead heroes that I work with uh, hospital indemnity plans. That's a huge one. Um, there's, and, and believe it or not, there's a call center that we've been working with for a long time. That's traditionally been horrible at cross selling, but for whatever reason, hospital indemnity seems to be the nut that finally cracked for them yeah. where they're able to have a really strong cross sell conversion, you know, and again, you're, you're helping, not only are you helping the client fix a problem, you're also making more money. Yes. You know, so I, I'm seeing it first. I've seen it firsthand, you know, and, and again, it doesn't have to be said. You don't have to reinvent the wheel here. Uh, quick shout out to Eric Fierro, DFY CRM. You know, it's built on go high level. You can set up automations. You can have automated touches that go out that talk about all these different ancillary products. And then you can be like Christian and your phone just rings and you, hello, hey, Christian, I just got that message from you about life insurance. And Christian's like, what? Who are you? Yeah, I didn't send you a message about life insurance. And then they reference the automation that DFY spit out and Christian's like, holy frick, yes, we do offer life insurance. And then Christian's writing up a thousand dollar app that took him 30 minutes and he didn't do anything. Or I get into a heated argument because I'm like, you did, I, you're not going to tell me what I did. I didn't do shit. I've been sitting here all day. <laughs> I'm going to sue you. That happened one time um, with a car car salesman. I, I bought a car from a car salesman and I, and I was unhappy with something they did. I left a bad review on Google and I got an automated reply under my comment that said, hey, call this number. We want to make it right. And when this is the manager, we're so sorry I had a bad experience. So I called in and the manager was like, hello, like, who is this? And I was like, I was like, yeah, you said we could, we could work it out, make it right. He's like, he's like, I did, I did no such thing. And it was like, it was, it was his staff that just was automatically copying and right. pasting that under all the bad reviews to make it look good. Right, right. Like they're taking care of upset clients. That's hilarious. But it was so a heated conversation. Oh, I'm I'm sure I'm sure it was. Here's a question for you. You're a Medicare agent. You have a book of business, right? What would you say is the top three ancillary products? Obviously, there's a ton of them. We could I probably draw. I could probably, you know, there's only five behind me. 
but we could probably draw up a list of 20. Like if we really wanted to get nitty gritty and say this, 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 like there's pr easily probably 20 that you could offer your clients with a life health license. What would you say are the top three ancillary products that a Medicare agent or broker who's listening to this right now could turn around, offer to their clients, drip market to their clients, earn more money, write more policies. What is it? Tell them. Let's hear it. I need it right now. <laughs> Top three. Let's go. Come on, Christian. <laughs> this is my favorite question that's ever been asked on the show, by the way. Um, this, this, I'm very excited about this answer. Um, and I geek out about this, by the way. Um, you got to say dental in there. And this is in no particular order. I'm giving you three, okay. but, but not in an okay. order. So okay. We're listening. Gotta, you got to say dental. And I'll put I'll put dental and vision in the same category. That's fair, right? Um, dental, vision, hearing—I'll accept that as one. <laughs> that is one. Even even though more Medicare Advantage plans are bring giving dental and vision benefits stronger than they ever have been, it's just dental insurance has always it still has that ring to it, right? In people's ears, people want the coverage. We get calls every single week from our book, a business, asking about dental insurance literally multiple times a week. Um, and we're probably not even drip marketing as well as we could. We're doing a little bit, but we can do better. And so you got to throw dental in there. Dental will always okay. be up there in terms of popularity. I would say hospital indemnity plan number two, because if you're selling Medicare Advantage plan, I would, I would go as far as to say there is no better cross-sell product than a hospital indemnity product. Okay. They, go to, they go together like like peanut butter and jelly like they just Oof. they belong together an uncrustable yes oh, those are, oh those are, my my daughter has been eating those and i've been sneaking them um <laughs> don't tell stormy don't tell my wife stormy she doesn't, she doesn't turn watch it these. off right now <laughs> she doesn't watch these um maybe that's why she maybe that's why she doesn't write more i'm just kidding <laughs> just kidding guys my wife my wife doesn't write more because she's a mom. She's <laughs> busy. If she case she does write, watch this. Um, oh hospital indemnity though, gotta be in there. It's a such an easy sell. It goes so well together with the Medicare Advantage presentation. It just fits. Um, I did a training on it recently for my university members, and it was a great big hit. Um, my third one, I would say probably cancer insurance, because I feel like. It's not as popular as maybe the other two in terms of the- the just deviated from my list. I just want you to know we were on the same highway. We were going <laughs> the same direction and then we just split. So I, keep going, cancer insurance. I, so, so with cancer insurance, it's probably not one that you'll get calls about as much. Like my office doesn't get calls every week about cancer insurance like we do dental. But- it's probably out of all of them going to be the most valuable to your clients. And I think once you explain to them how it can help them, it's it's easier to get people to buy it, in my opinion, than, than a lot of the others. I will say, shout out to Medicare Mama, Galen Hendricks, friend of the show, personal friend, um, mother to me and to Christian. Um, before I got to know Galen... I probably wouldn't have even said much about cancer insurance in general. Agreed. Same, same. Yeah. Same. She's completely night and day changed my perspective on 
on cancer insurance, how beneficial it can be, how it works. I didn't even necessarily understand even how it worked until Galen really kind of broke it down. And then also seeing how she incorporates it into, into her sales process or her team, rather, how, how they, her agents, um, have utilized it and uh, absolutely crushed with it. So I do like cancer insurance. I'm not, I'm not against cancer insurance, but if I had to pick my top three, dental vision hearing, just because the value prop is so big to a senior and the cost is so reasonable, I feel like it's such an easy sale. And again, when you're looking at kind of the puzzle pieces behind me and you, you, you think about like, you're trying to like cover as much ground as possible, right? Like you're, you're trying to patch these holes up in their their risk portfolio of, of what's going to come out of their own expenses, right? Their own pocket. Um, I love dental vision hearing and hospital indemnity to a Medicare Advantage plan. It is peanut butter to jelly because you're taking one of the biggest holes in the policy and you're patching it up. Yes. You know, they, they can spend more time in the hospital and seniors, obviously high chance of doing that it makes all the sense in the world to have an indemnity plan. Now, my third though, where's the difference? Where's the difference? Can I can I point to it correctly? Uh, oh, okay. good now, old life insurance. I'm biased because I spent years selling life insurance, and a lot of people. This is there's kind of this general idea that as a senior, when you get towards end of life, that you've kind of missed your chance, right? that your cost of insurance for life insurance is so high that the idea of paying for any of it, even a simplified issue whole life, which is really what final expense is, right? It's a simplified issue, whole life insurance product. But the flip side, what I can tell you from selling it as much as I did and from seeing individuals who've actually utilized policies when a loved one has passed, it can be a, a really big deal as far as making a difference in someone's um, end of life. The last, like, I, I hate to even phrase it like this, but I think it's powerful to phrase it like this. If you pass away and you don't have the expenses to cover your own funeral, so you don't have the money or you didn't prepay for your funeral, which a lot of people do, but there's a lot of people that don't, and you're at your funeral and your family's gathering and they have to pass the hat around, right? They're literally passing that hat around saying who wants to give up you know who's who's contributing money to bury christian you know he was so poor because he, he didn't he was horrible at selling insurance he couldn't oh, even know <laughs> oh no <laughs> they're passing the hat around is like is that like Christian would never want I would never who wants who wants their family to have to literally pull money out of their pocket and say Here's $5,000. Here's $1,000. Here's 10,000. Getting buried isn't cheap, even for the basics, you guys. If yes. you, know, you don't have to take my word for it. Call call the cemetery. Call a funeral home. It's easily ten dollars to $15,000 for a really basic funeral with a casket, with a plot, with a headstone. The body's got to be um, not cremated. I mean, you could get cremated, um, embalmed, right? So like the body, someone's managing the body. It's a, it can be a very pricey process. And so to burden your loved ones with a financial burden on top of the fact that they're dealing with losing you, 
in that perspective, my argument is that final expense is a very reasonable product and that majority of seniors probably need if they don't have their funerals prepaid, if they don't have the assets or money set aside for their funeral, they can pay as little as 20, 30, 40, 50 bucks a month into a simplified issue whole life policy that most seniors can qualify for and it will allow them to cover their funeral costs. So that's my number three before cancer. Cancer's up there for me for sure, but that's the only one that would deviate from your top three. I think if if for me, life was right on the outside, it would have been four yeah. for me. Yeah, um, cancer's, cancer's probably four for me. So yeah, that's so I fair. think we'd have the same four, but okay. maybe a different one on the outside looking at. Um, yeah, fair I think- enough. I mean, and, and, and I think, I think life insurance is so valuable, right guys? I think, and, and, and truthfully guys, like out of everything we're, we're talking about today, isn't it not even close that if you're going to cross sell something and you're a Medicare agent, the one that's going to be the most profitable for you is going to be life. Not even close. Um, it's not even, a, even a conversation, right? Right. Like, um, so when you're looking at it from that way, that perspective, it's something that's very important, very needed. You could make the argument that it's one on the list. Sure. You could, you could make that argument. Um, I I did two term life apps this week, by the way, buy term, I, I invest a... the rest. Um... <laughs> I... <laughs> oh, we got a closet. It's on the shelf. You guys. He's got it on the shelf, Dave Ramsey. Here's a, here's a question for you, though. Don't don't derail this whole episode. <laughs> Again. You bastard. Don't you dare derail <laughs> this whole episode with Dave Ramsey. Here's a, here's a question I have for you, okay? Yes. And now now I'm, I feel like I'm already... Okay, no, no, no. I remembered it because it's behind me. It's behind me. It's, it's right... Ding, ding. Ding, ding. Okay, so there was a time period in my career... When long-term care used to be a really big deal. Yes. And not that it's not, not that it's not, holy cow, I can like hear the agents in the background. They're like, oh, go to what? hell. Yeah. It's not wait, a big deal. Wait, Glenn, long-term care is not a big deal anymore? Oh, that's news to me, Glenn. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's back, let's back it up. I made 600K last year, long-term care. <laughs> long-term care has evolved in the sense that it's become a lot more difficult to qualify for through underwriting. That's my understanding. My understanding is that back in the day, if you go back 10, 15, 20 years, it was easier and cheaper to qualify for a long-term care policy. And it's my understanding that it kind of has to do with the baby boomers. I'm sure if you're a long-term care insurance provider and you have this huge number of people that are actually gonna start using their premiums, you have to try to adjust, right, to stay profitable, right? I mean, yeah. I, is that does that seem at all? Am I am I saying anything correct right now? I think so. Um, okay. <laughs> at the risk of being canceled once again. Um, <laughs> so long -term, I think long term care agents are coming for the <laughs> podcast right now. I I have a lot of people in on the wanting to cancel Christian Brindle list. Um, it's growing. I do not want to keep the list growing, but I will be honest. Um, guys, I believe the idea of long-term care is great. 
I think it's a great product, incredibly valuable. If you ask me the number of carriers that offer it that are viable these days compared to 15 years ago is like 90% less. And why is that? Why is that? It's because there were so many products early on, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, the John Hancocks of the world, right? These different insurance companies. And they lost their shorts. They, the, the people that were designing these products, it's, from the outside looking in, doesn't seem like they did a great job in, vi- in, in, in figuring out the overall viability of the long-term aspect of a long-term care plan, right? So the, what happens to the, ra- the rates? They skyrocket. Have you looked at the prices of a long-term care plan today? Like, let me look at Mutual right now. I have an app on my phone. Here you go, guys. Here's some apps you can download. Mutual, Foresters, Medicare app, GTL, Aetna. There you go. Um, (laughs) um, But no, I'll quote you guys a Mutual of Omaha long-term care policy right now. It's it's expensive. Um, Isn't the underwriting also difficult? Yes. Yeah, it's not easy to quote. Not only is it expensive, but it's my understanding that the underwriting is not easy to qualify for either. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that is my understanding as well. I mean, we've, we don't write a ton of it. I'll be the first to say. So I'm sure if there's a long-term care expert that would want to come on the show, hit me up. Um, but it's one of those things, um, that in my opinion, I would love to do a long-term care episode. I knew an agent early on that was all, they literally only wrote long-term care. Interesting. So let's, let's say, right. I have a $5,000 monthly benefit, a male 65, four-year policy, let's say, yeah. benefit period. Elimination period will do 90 days. 90 Medicare days. covers first 100, right? Beautiful. Um, Beautiful. Perfect. perfect, right? Thank you. You're so knowledgeable. <laughs> Return of premium, we'll leave that off. No um, ROP, please. Thank one you. One person, by the way, guys. Yeah. $295 a month. And what's, what's the benefit amount? Uh, five grand a month for four years. So I think it was a total of like 240,000, something like that. Yeah, that's, it's a lot of money. It's tough. And, and that's the thing. Like I've had this conversation. My parents are getting up there. They're not quite Medicare age, but they're very close. And they've looked at long-term care policies because again, they don't want to burden their family with taking care of them as they get older and they know how expensive these facilities can be. Right. And it's tough when you're looking at it from a financial perspective where you're like, am I going to pay this policy for 10, 15, 20 years? And then what happened? You know, you could also die suddenly too. Right. Right. You might not. Yeah. Might not even use it. Yeah. Right. I mean, mean, and now, now, now granted, right. This is for 5,000 a month. There's a lot of care facilities that I'm aware of that you could not get into the backyard for five thousand a month. Hundred percent. Like a lot of the really nice ones are eight to ten a month now. Yeah. So thank you, inflation. This is one guy, sixty-five year old guy. In my area, two ninety-five a month. If we did it higher, it might be four or five hundred a month, right? Imagine what it is for a couple. Um, and 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 you mentioned the underwriting, right? The underwriting is extensive. They looked at them right. under the microscope pretty thoroughly. So I think it's um, a thousand bucks a month for a couple to pay into a policy that they might never use. 
Yes. That's just ludicrous. And they might not qualify for it. Now, here's the thing is we kind of got, de- I love where this went, but we kind of got derailed from what my original question was. Okay. Yes. yes. <laughs> so no, I love, I love where that went. I love where that went because this helps with my question. Okay. This is what I was told. Okay. I was told that as long-term care became unrealistic, I was told that short-term care was going to become the next big thing. Yes, I've heard this too. I was told this many, many moons ago, years ago, actually. And I would say it's never come to fruition as I was told. Agreed. Yeah. Um, You know, it was like, oh, so-and-so has a new short-term care product coming out on the market. It's going to be so hot and it's going to pay well and blah, 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 blah. And and then like really now, if I had to look back and say, well, Glenn, what did happen with the short-term care? I would say what I've heard with the short-term care products is you have shady ass agents who are selling short-term care as long-term care yes. because it's it's cheaper and it's a lot easier to qualify for. So they're like, yeah, you know, you could go for long-term care, but this new policy is way better and blah, 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 blah. And so- I thought, I, I don't know. I was kind of surprised by how all of that played out. I don't yeah. super specific to this whole ancillary situation. Have you even sold a short-term care policy before? Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we yeah. don't, okay. we don't sell a lot of them, but I think if I had to put a number on it, we probably sold five last year. Okay. We sold That's some internally, like, and, and, and this is where, this is where the conversation always comes from with short-term care. We have the long-term care conversation. We do right. get people that call into the office once in a blue moon, want to talk about long-term care. And once we talk about the actual real realistic terms of it, like we just did. Right. Exactly. Usually, exactly. usually they will be like, no, no, no. That's when for me, I will go into the short-term care conversation. But I think if you're doing your, your job as an agent, you're explaining it properly. I'm like, and, and this is the way it's positioned listen, there's another type of product that you can get that's known as short-term care. We'll cover you up to a year in a facility, whereas long-term care might be three to five. Um, so it's it's not as good of a, a product, but it is far less expensive. Could, um, could you, for the sake of the show, could you run a quick quote like you just did to compare? Because sure. I am I'm super curious, just because we've already gone down this far in the rabbit hole. Yeah. I would love to know. So- I'm, you know, I'm the prospect. I'm, I'm probably screaming at you through the phone about what <laughs> you just, about the quote you just gave me on long-term care. I'm like, I don't have a thousand dollars. Am I supposed <laughs> to eat tuna out of a can? Rice, I'm dead. rice and beans. <laughs> uh, um, oh, no. So yeah, I'm, so I'm, I'm jumping into Etna's site right now because okay. there are my go-to for short-term. Okay. Um, short-term care. But so as I'm putting this together, guys, I'll just kind of finish the thought. But like, yeah. I think for me, a majority of people that we talk to about it, they come at it from the perspective of, well, a year is nothing, you know, in a facility like that. And, and that, a lot of people say that, but some people are like, well, it's better than nothing and we'll get it. That's where those five or so yearly sales come from. Um so, but I would say 
we could very well easily sell more of them for how many conversations we have about this a year if we were being more dishonest and if we were positioning it as in it was long-term care, but we go out of our way to explain it um, in, 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 in the light that it really is. And some people see the value in it and some people don't. Okay, so short-term care, let's say it's gonna give me a benefit amount, right? So what's our right. daily amount? Let's say we did try to, 200, try to make it, yeah, $200 try a day. To, okay. So that's six grand a month, right? But let's try try to make it as simple. We did five k on the last quote. So what what would five five thousand divided by thirty? That's that. Yeah, uh, one sixty seven a okay. day. So we'll do. How about one seventy? One seventy. Final offer. <laughs> final <laughs> offer. Benefit period can be as short as ninety days, which is three months, or up to three sixty, which is the longest. We'll do three sixty. Everyone okay. I've ever sold has been 360, by the way. Okay. Um, Whole year, same we'll do, amount as the long-term care. Okay. Wait, waiting period of 100 days. So it's the elimination period. Okay, fair. And what does that give us? It gives us a... Hang on a sec. How many years was the long-term care? Was it five years? Four years. Four years. Four years. Okay. Four years to one year. Okay. So this is six thousand a month for one year versus five thousand no, a month five. for four years. Okay. Well, it's five thousand, but we lowered it. It's five thousand a month. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. So same benefit amount. We're going one year versus four. I don't know if Aetna would get mad at me if I shared my screen, but should I do it? Yeah, why not? Let's I'm just let's, I'm just gonna do it. Um let's do it. That's what we're looking at. So it has a hospital daily hospital indemnity amount that comes with it. Um, this is optional down here, this rider, but this has to come with it in their specific product. So we're 54. looking at $54 and 56 cents a month. So you went from that's so a month, basically your benefit <laughs> length went from four years to one. So you lost 75%, but your, your premium amount, went down even more than that yeah because that what what was it four almost was it 450 for the which what what, what the, the premium term? on the long the, what was the premium on the long it, term it was like 290 something it was like oh i thought it was 400 well that it would it no it was like 290 something let me pull it back up where'd it go i guess what Two, what's 295 the, 295 and 33 cents Okay, $2.95. Another thing to mention, underwriting is going to be far better and right. easier right. on a short-term care plan. Right. So, Isn't short-term care practically guaranteed? Like That's what I've been told. That there's some policies on short-term care are almost guaranteed issue. Yeah, like this one in particular would have some health questions, but they're pretty like like severe. <laughs> they just want to make sure you're not going to go into a facility like tomorrow. Right. You know, what's interesting is if, <clears throat> if you had pitched me the short-term care policy first, I don't feel like the value, I wouldn't necessarily, but coming into short-term care through the long-term care conversation, yes. I see a, a ton of value in this. Yeah. And I really and do. Truthfully, 
we could sell a lot more of it if we tried harder. It's more just, <laughs> but we do sell some of them. Um, We've come full circle. And before, We've come full circle. <laughs> and, and before we sold them with Aetna, we sold them with Equitable Life and Casualty a lot. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so I'm, I'm a fan of the product. I just feel like it's one of those things where a lot of people are going to look at it and they're going to hear one year or less and they're just going to be like, eh, you know, um, that, that, that's the biggest objection, I guess, that we get when we, when we bring up the policy. Um, and it's because we try to go out of our way to explain it properly and, right. and, and, and give them, cause I don't ever, I don't ever want anyone to buy anything from my agency and not feel like they got what they were promised, right. you know? So I, I, I will, I will, if some, if I feel like there's a negative of a policy, I'll make sure it's highlighted. Cause I want them to know that's that. Fair. Um, I think that's totally fair. And I think that's the way everybody should sell insurance too. Like, you know, if, if I'm like, this is long-term care for 50 bucks a month, people are going to be like, yeah. And then, and then like, I'll be, I'll do good for three to five years yeah. until somebody needs to file a claim. And then I'm going to get sued and I'm going to have all these <laughs> E&O claims. And, you know, yeah. So I was going to say, you know, get coming out. Yep. Yeah, I, I love that. I think that's a great, spot to kind of start wrapping up this conversation this i love yeah. that this puzzle piece behind me kind of really did help guide this conversation and i, I loved it it was great i would i would love it i i also want to reiterate what christian said if there are any long-term care specialists where like like i said i knew an agent early on in my career that they built their really their whole book on it they their strategy was that hey i'm not going to write life and health. I'm just going to write long-term care. And so they, they networked with all the life health agents and said, just send your long-term care to me. And so yeah. he had like this unlimited flow of long-term care. And again, though, this was, this was back in the day, this is 10 years ago, 12 years ago now, but oh, well, that's when I, I met this guy like 10 years ago, who knows how long he had, he'd probably been doing it for another 10, 20 years before I even met him. And so this whole game has kind of changed behind me, but I, I, I loved that. That was a really interesting conversation. I think to, to yeah. backdoor short-term care through long-term care, I see a lot of value. The premium to the benefit amount makes more sense for mo most seniors and it's significantly easier to qualify for. Agreed. So I, I love that. Agreed. I mean, it's, it's more like doable you know, right. um, for a lot of them. And so, I mean, if you really like look at the numbers of it, I mean, you could maybe say the long-term care is worth it, but like for the four years, like in that quote, exact example we put together, but, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's people out there that are, they, 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 they are, have a way with their words and how they explain it to where they get the person be, to, to, to fork over 350 a month, 400 a month right. per person. Um, not saying it's impossible, but I think anytime you have to really like manipulate how you're explaining right. things and like, right. it turns into like a Wolf of Wall Street kind of thing. Yep. You know, like the reason, for the, stocks. the reason for the call today, John, I have a significant investment in a, in a, <laughs> what does he say? I have a significant, I have a significant opportunity for you, John. And it's in, it's in a groundbreaking technology firm. And if you have 60 seconds, I'd like to share it with you. Like yeah. if you're having to like, Right. <laughs> like like right. you know maneuver like that yeah 
it's probably a reason for it. Like a good 100%. product is going to sell itself. Hundred percent. I I couldn't agree with you more. I want to launch into my final thoughts, you guys. So, ancillary products, like I said before, I've you you may have heard me talk about staying in one lane, especially if you're a new agent. I think it's really valuable advice to stay in one lane and not to try to offer necessarily all these different ancillary products. But as you grow as an agent, and especially if you're an agency owner, it becomes easier to start doing some of these cross sales, especially if you're doing drip marketing, which is one of my favorite things. Send a letter send an email, send a text to your book of business. You're staying in contact with them. You're increasing retention. You're increasing your commission on each individual beneficiary that you're already working with. I love ancillary products when they are the right fit for you and for your, your client. So that's my final thoughts. Christian, final thoughts, ancillary products, hit me. I think if you guys aren't selling ancillary products, you are, you're, you're, you're limiting your retention. Like even if the, even if there was nothing else, if you get to keep an extra 5% of your book or 10% of your book, cause you cross sell consistently, isn't that worth it? 100%. Um, number one, number two, um, let's say you're, you're, you're cut, you're, you're allowing your clients to be covered better. You're servicing them better is because it, it's, it's coverage and protection. They need a lot of them want anyway. Um, and the third and final thing is increase your revenue a lot. Um, it's just a no brainer guys. And it's, it's fun, right? Like it's fun to deal with these other kind of products because it's like a change of pace. It's not the same old repetitive thing. If maybe you're, if you're selling med subs, you're going to get tired of selling med subs. I promise. I don't, I don't care how many, how much money you're making. Like, you get to a point where it's like another plan G shoot me in the head. I just want to get through this. Like that's where Christian's at right now. Um, <laughs> Medicare advantage plan. I got to check your doctors again. <laughs> another true up shoot me now. Um, but then you sell a, a hip plan or a dental visioneering plan or like that's, a, it's a little bit of a change in pace and you make far less money, but I'm like, but it's like, it's like, Oh, it's kind of exciting. A little dental plan, you know, like maybe that sounds stupid. <laughs> no, I, I totally, I totally understand. I really do. I definitely understand. Um, but anyway, guys, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna be a good thing for you. It's gonna be a thing for your clients. Good thing for you. Everybody wins. Like I said at the beginning, hundred percent. I love it. I love it. Guys. If you like this episode, you know what to do. Like comment, subscribe on YouTube. Give us a five-star review on other platforms. Um, we'll be back next time with another episode. We'll catch you guys later. Um, and, uh, make sure to eat lots right. of tacos. Sell lots also, of tacos. I want to hear in the comments, you guys, what are your top three ancillary products? Yes. Christian, talked about our top three. Tell us, tell us in the comments, what are your top three ancillary products outside of your main line of insurance that you offer? Let's have a discussion. I want to see it. I love I'm, it. I'm waiting. I love it. And if we get long-term care, short-term care and, and, uh, you know, heart attack accidental. and stroke or something, yeah. um, critical, no, no. critical illness, accidental death, no cancer, no cancer, just no. heart attack and stroke. Yeah. Um, 
You're but you're you're fired. Um, you're, fi- at that point. <laughs> you're banned from listening. We will ban you from <laughs> listening to our show. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Peace out. Later. Adios.